You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Akimbo & Co., a new independent theatre company founded by Jess Pantano and Bex Blake, have the end-of-year residency at KXT Bakehouse. It will be the last shows in the King's Cross Hotel space before they move to Broadway. Equal parts hilarious and arresting, Tongue Tied by Claire Hennessy is a brand new Australian play about the lengths a journalist will go to in order to achieve justice. Ethics, justice and gender politics are all under fire in this play for a post-Me Too Sydney. The show plays until the 26th of November and tickets are going fast. Head to our website now to secure yours. I've always felt that there's a there's a bit of a cultural anomaly with the Beatles where it's one of those situations where the first band, because essentially, I mean, I know Buddy Holly and the Crickets predate the Beatles and Eddie Cochran, there's a lot of, you know, great bands, but the Beatles were the first sort of band phenomenon where there wasn't... John Lennon and the Beatles. It was the Beatles. They're all exactly. the sense of equality. There's four guys. Everyone, you got your favourite. Like a cast of characters in a great film or in a production or in a in a story. Oh, I really like so and so. I liked him. You know. Yeah, that's true. And um, and it also that what that did, I think, is it it took away a little bit of the elitism of performance. Before that, everyone it was like, oh my god, have you heard Elvis? Oh my god, have you heard Frank Sinatra? It's almost like you had to be this incredible individual to to be out there. You're listening to the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. My name's Justin, or you can call me Stin. As we head towards the end of our first season, I've unlocked the Theatre Thoughts vault and brought out an episode that I've had stashed away for a while. Back in January, I sat down with Cram, the drummer and vocalist for Spiderbait, one of Australia's most successful and respected alternative rock bands, to discuss the creation of the Australian Rock Collective. ARC were due to perform a one-night show at the Night at the Barracks performances before being postponed due to COVID. Listen to Cram talk about his love for the music and entertainment industry as he reveals that live music and theatre may have more in common than you think. Don't forget, you can find all our episode information on our dedicated podcast site. Follow the link in this episode's description or follow us on our official podcast Instagram at ttpod underscore official. So prepare yourselves for a rocking episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. So, Cram, welcome to the podcast. Very excited to have you here. Cheers, man. Thanks. You uh, are playing in the Australian Rock Collective. Can you just kind of give us a little bit of background about who the Australian Rock Collective is and who's going to be appearing? So, um, ARC is a, a side project of, of mine um, and a bunch of other guys. It's myself, Darren, Darren Middleton from Powderfinger, um, Davey Lane from UMI and Mark Wilson from Jet. So it's kind of basically a, a, a supergroup, Australian supergroup, really. But um, uh, we started when Darren basically put the band together for um, years ago for the Brazilian World Cup when he had to hurriedly get a band together to go and play in Brazil. And he's, he called us all up and we're like, yeah, that'd be sick. So was, uh, for me personally, I'm a huge football fan and just had the best time. I just it was insane, really. I was lucky to make it back. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Oh, it got pretty crazy in Brazil, man, but it was sick. But we we had such a great time together. Um, you know, Spider Bait and Jet and you and I and Powderfinger have all played shows with each other so many times over the years and we're very much, you know, comrades. But it was interesting when we started playing together, it was a it was a really really great band, like a classic sort of 
two guitar, bass and drums, rock and roll band. Right. Which I've never really played in before because I'm, despite about such a, a, a classic three piece, it's lots of improvising and it's really punk rock sort of oriented. And this was more classic and oh, we just had a really good time. And then we sort of didn't play again for a long time. And then we just started playing again together and we did a few shows here and there. And then then basically Davey had the idea of um, doing a show uh, of a live performance of, of an album, which was Abbey Road by the Beatles. And we're all huge Beatles fans. So we yeah. kind of put this show together between us and we had some guests as well um linda bull and ash naylor and a few others and the show was we you know we conjured the show created it all together and live nation got behind it and we really wanted to do it and our first show was at the perth concert hall and it was a sold out show and i, I it was insane this it was just such an electrifying experience in a different way to say spiderback playing it at Splendor or something like that. It was right, yeah. It was really, um, it was a real testament to our love of the music and the way that we could kind of, I guess, get to do something that, that the Beatles never got to do, and that's play Abbey Road uh, as a live show. Right. And so the tour was a huge success, and we were, you know, really blown away by that. And ever since then, we've sort of decided to do more of these productions and this next one which will be let it be is is the next one in a in a in a whole bunch of um of shows that we want to do of productions and um one of the things i really enjoy about it and i think this is was i guess what a lot of people said about the abbey road show is that usually these sort of um these shows that pay tribute to a great record or a great artist or whatever you have the band in one place and the singers come on and go off like that. And it's very much yeah. about the singers, the band yeah. is sort of in the background. We wanted it to, we wanted to approach it like from a point of view of a bunch of guys who've had gold records and won arias and had number ones. And, you know, we're part of the, I guess, the history of rock and roll ourselves. Mm. And yeah. even more importantly, from the perspective of playing the songs and singing them together. So you're actually playing the songs, you're actually involved in the music as much as you are in the singing. Originally, we were supposed to be doing Abbey Road, uh, sorry, Let It Be this year. Obviously, COVID intervened. We Once again, we were about to start our show at the <laughs> Perth Concert Hall. Once again, it was a sold-out show. Yeah. That's, I, I don't mean to bang on about Perth Concert Hall, but it's one of my favourite venues in the country. It's really classic. And um, I literally we were about to leave. Um, I was going to have a party the night before at my hotel. A friend of mine called up, said, you're just about to go into lockdown. You've got to get out of Victoria or you'll be staying oh, at my wow. place or at this hotel. I just had my suit dry cleaned for the tour, which was starting the next night. Yeah. I'm just like, I, had, I rang my agent. I said, you got to get me a car. i got to get the hell out of Victoria or get me on a flight. She's like, there's no flights. Everything's booked out. And so I managed to get a hire car. I had to leave the hotel and just say, look, i got to go. Just I'll fix up, you know, the, fix up the bill with my agent. It's all cool. And I literally drove straight up to my parents' place on the border and then sort of stayed there for a week. I made it with like one hour to spare. Oh, my God. So close. I know. It was, it was insane. But I had a really good time. It was something about it that was really cool. And um we just finished rehearsing the show. So literally it was almost like you prepared everything that's ready to go. The entire show is ready and then but you, it's done. You're out. So, you know, it kind of was a bummer. But now in a way it's um, in some sort of ways it's even better because now the film is out mm. and it's such a, an incredible experience watching this film. I mean, you know, and for, for us as massive Beatles fans and I know like I've been having a, Spider-Bat's doing some new material coming up soon as well. We've been having lots of meetings and wits, just loving the movie so much. And yeah. so many different people I know from the music scene are just loving it. And I'm sure that's happening all over the world. And so now we, get, I guess we get to do the tour, which will be next May, uh, after the people have 
really kind of got reinvested in this record and the magic of this band and all that stuff. And even better, as you can tell, I'm I'm a long speaker, but I do make my point in the end. So thank you, Justin, for being so patient. Is is that we get to do this barrack show before that? And it's kind of cool because it's like it's almost like having this show because it's a unique kind of show, almost like as a precursor to the tour, but also something really great because I do think that sounds the show and the venue and the whole production sounds like a fantastic thing. And after what everyone's been through of not being able to do anything, yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to doing everything again. So um, yeah, literally um, just go for everything. Yeah, and it's just uh, there's so much in this record in particular, and Ark is. Arcs all had, we've all had our own stories. Like, you know, Davey and I are lucky to have bands that are still together and are still really big. Um, mm. After, you know, you and my spider have both been together for probably over 30 years. Mark's, you know, for a, for a time was in the biggest band in the world. You know, Jet yeah. sort of came out of nowhere and was huge. And so he he understands that and then having, has uh, broke up and he understands that that story. And Powderfinger sort of is such a, a huge success and such a massive part of the history of Australian culture as a band. And, um, you know, it's interesting that Darren sort of has had that story. So we, we all have our own kind of imprint and uh, story to tell from within the collective spirit. And it is, it is very much a collective band. We're, we're great friends. We really care for each other. And um, you can really tell that in the performance. I think. <laughs> Twisting Two-Hander, a wild psychological thriller. Morgan Lloyd Malcolm's The Wasp will leave you guessing until the end and stars Jessica Bell and Cara Whitehouse. Presented by new independent theatre company Akimbo & Co, this show will be seeing the King's Cross Theatre out, so it's your last chance to soak up the theatre space that has given so much to Sydney. The Wasp plays from the 2nd to the 17th of December. Book your tickets via our website or head to the KXT site now. Why do you think Let It Be and Abbey Road um, have become such definitive albums? So why this one for? First and foremost, um, I just love playing Let It Be. It was like Abbey Road was a really difficult piece of, of work, particularly right. part two. Like, for instance, we doing Because Live is really difficult. It's like I, I sang with Linda Bull with that show and um, we both were really high singers and to get everything perfect was difficult and there's so many changes. But Let It Be is a lot more um, of a raw, stripped-back rock and roll record, so you can just yeah. really relax. But it also becomes more revealing. You can't hide behind all of the machinations of the production and of the, you know, it's a lot easier to lose yourself in a Wagner mm. symphony than it is True. in a in a solo bark minuet, you know, just everything, everyone is focused just on that quietness and there's a power in that. And I've really found um, doing some of the songs really revealing, you know, so okay. it, it, it's also a, um, a space where like we've, we've also played a lot of our favourite Australian stuff over the years and I think eventually we'll probably do an Australian music show as well, like yeah. just all the stuff we grew up with and some everything from like ACDC, the go-betweens or whatever, just things that we love. And it's interesting how music gets you into music and then your music you become a musician you create music and that gets other people in and it just mm. keeps going on and on yeah it's an endless cycle really, isn't it yeah and really the beatles really started started it all as far as bands go you know and on bands i have to say black betty is probably and i know you probably hear this all the time black betty's probably like one of my favorite songs i remember it's like when i was in my childhood um black betty i was just played on repeat i remember i had it like downloaded on my little, little mp3 and whenever i was driving i was like slam on black betty i was just felt so cool um but yeah you go into that cycle of music and you create things and then like the people who are creating music now obviously were inspired by well, you and 
it continues. Well, it's also, uh, and thanks for saying that, man. I appreciate that a lot. And um, a lot of people feel that way about that song. And, and from my part, our band, we just, we love raw power. We just really love the energy of a massive festival show or just li- literally con- conjuring up thunder and lightning and driving a hot yeah. rod into the sun. You know, that's the spider yeah. that show really. Um, well, that's my impression of it. And I, I do always use the word euphoric describing us like I'm playing this huge drum kit I, just, I get on such a high there's thousands of people it's off chops and so we've been writing a new record lately that's exciting and this is our, our first record in a long time and it's just it all sounds like that it's fucking insane man I'm just fully it's it's just like you've just pulled the hot rod out of the garage and you just haven't stopped driving it since and so it's kind of nice in a way that um, I think that music for me has kept me young and kept me just vibing on life. There's something about it. And I'm sure it's the same for you being a fan of it. So and it's probably not just our band. I'm sure there's lots of other bands. But it's, mm. a band is just a bunch of people playing music, really. It's a pretty simple thing. And as mm. far as all the art forms of the world go, it's incredibly powerful and so accessible. Like anyone can pick up a guitar. Anyone has a story to tell. Anyone can press down a distortion pedal and anyone can fuck shit up you know yeah exactly and and i just really love that and in reference to the beatles um i've always felt that there's a there's a bit of a cultural anomaly with the beatles where it's one of those situations where the first band because essentially i mean i know buddy holly and the crickets predate the beatles and eddie cochran there's a lot of you know great bands but the beatles were the first sort of band phenomenon where there wasn't John Lennon and the Beatles. It was the Beatles. They're all exactly. the sense of equality. There's four guys. Everyone, you got your favourite. Like a cast of characters in a great film or in a production or in a, in a story. Oh, I really like so-and-so. I liked him, you know. Yeah, that's true. And, um, and it also, that what that did, I think, is it, it took away a little bit of the elitism of performance. Before that, everyone, it was like, oh, my God, have you heard Elvis? Oh, my God, have you heard Frank Sinatra? It's almost like you had to be this incredible individual to to be out there, you know, like if you were Ray Charles or if you were, you know, Louis Armstrong or someone. What a band did is that, no, no, you don't have to be that. You can just be together. Yeah. And by being together, you can be bigger than any of them. That's the great phenomenon of the Beatles and that's what all of us as band members, and, you know, I've done, I've done lots of solo work too, um, if you're in a band, there's a real unique power of the collective in that. And I, I really think the Beatles started that. And they were the best, uh, really the best band of all time. Now, I have to ask, and uh, just because like our podcast does focus on a lot of different uh, theatre in all its aspects. Do you ever secretly find yourself going to see a theatre show, like a play or a musical or anything like that? Do you ever venture into that area of theatre? I've got a lot of friends who are actors, so um, I love the theatre. Yeah, I think it's magic, and I th- and like in in regards to like getting back to to with Ark and with doing these types of shows. I mean, the Abbey Road show we played at at the Palais Theatre was just fantastic, and I just mm. love I love theatre shows um, because if you really want to, it's a lot easier to rock out people sitting down than yeah. it is to get people standing up to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's so true. Like, and so yeah. what you do what you do is like you can rip the fucking shit out of a out of a out of a theater show mm. and especially when it's you know someone like me where people are kind of expecting you to do that sometimes but then you can also i really revel in a lot of the quiet moments mm. where you're just playing the song and it's it, the expectation of having this you know thousands of people mosh pitting and going crazy is gone everyone's just in their seat enjoying the show and you've got this 
magical place, which a place like the Palais is or the Enmore in Sydney or, and, the, and the barracks will be the same. It's just there's mm. something about that cathedral of art that really inspires you. Yeah. And um, I really like how it splits, I guess, what I do creatively into two realms. So I love playing big rock festivals and fucking shit up, but I really like, you know, dressing up and, and walking out on stage in a, to a quiet theatre and there's something really irreverent about it. Yeah. And the great thing, because the music is just as important in both both places and it has just as a big effect on you in both performances. It's 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 been a revelation to me, really, and that's really come through this band and through these productions. Like, just thinking about all the great music that we love from the past and just how successful Abbey Road was, like, we, we really couldn't believe it. There's just so much there that I just so that I just love to do, and it's just a really beautiful um, space. And the, the great thing about that arc is the core the core members are what who we are, but we can also get guests in and create different shows ourselves. So we are the producers and, I guess, the engineers and the architects and the performers of the whole thing, but we're also yeah. the fans, and that's yeah. the most important thing. Awesome work. Thank you so much for talking to us. Cheers, man. Thank you to AB Publicity for helping to organise the podcast. A massive thank you to Cram for joining us as our guest for the episode. To find out more about the Australian Rock Collective, head to the link in this episode's description or follow us on our socials on Instagram at ttpod underscore official. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Help us support our podcast team and our Theatre Thoughts reviewers by joining our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Or buy us a coffee by donating $5 and help to fund new independent Theatre Thoughts. Follow the link tree in this episode's description for more information. Thanks again and we'll see you next time here on the Theatre Thoughts podcast. Running a small business? Are you promoting a new show or running a theatre space? Maybe you're looking for an area to reach potential new clients. Why not advertise with us on the Theatre Thoughts podcast? We have a range of packages and prices for you to put your ad right here on the podcast. For more information, contact us at theatrethoughtsteam at outlook.com or by heading to our website, theatrethoughtsaus.online. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.